fucked up his life pretty good. This is episode 56 of They're All Going to Laugh at Him. I'm Alex Sprague. And I'm Jess Geyer, and this is the first time we are recording just us two together in the same room. Yeah, I made a mistake sitting directly across from you. I, I don't like looking straight at you the whole time. I don't like it either, so I'm not going to make eye contact with you. Yeah, this cat right here is a fucking villain. Yeah. He has to go to jail because he has destroyed my property. And I, I can't believe that you're threatening to call the police on a cat over property. I'm, Who are you? I'm not going to call police. I'm putting them in the jail I made until he learns how to buy <laughs> a new motherboard. So, you, <laughs> yeah, the cat uh, wrecked Alex's computer. And that. <laughs> the cat went to my computer and put its paws on my video card, ripping the socket out of the motherboard. So you might be asking yourself, why can a cat get into a computer? <laughs> so my computer case is like 12 years old and the back cover couldn't be on because my video card was too big. But I have the back cover up against the wall. But I put in a new upgrade in it recently and apparently I left it an inch or two farther away from the wall. So the cat got in between there and just fucking ripped that video card out. It wanted... It thought that if it had that card, it would be able to farm for Bitcoin. Just trying to make a couple bucks on the side. Uh, what what movie did we watch? This is not a podcast about cats. This is a podcast about Adam Sandler movies. Which Adam Sandler movie did we watch today? Father of the Year. A movie that should have been left behind in That's My Boy. Because this is... A slightly worse That's My Boy. It is, and it doesn't have Adam Sandler in it. But we are watching all 60 Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler adjacent movies every day in a row for 60 days, and we are podcasting about it. Why are we doing this? So the Adam Sandler Netflix curse strikes again. What I mean by that is that not only did he score a multi-million dollar deal, I'm assuming, for himself, and his Happy Madison production company to star in Netflix original movies, we also came through for his untalented friends. Kevin James got his own Netflix original movie, and this one blew me away when I saw it, his own stand-up special. A stand-up special whose description mentioned Kevin James' long-awaited return to stand-up. Name me one person who was eagerly anticipating this return to stand-up comedy for as unfunny a man as Kevin James. <laughs> Let me clarify that. Name me one person not part of James's posse looking forward to this. There was no one. And oh no, he didn't just come through for Kevin James. He also came through for the worst of his untalented buddies. He got Rob Schneider his own Netflix original series. No one in their right mind would give Rob Schneider his own television series That's unless true. they were contractually obligated to do so. Schneider is awful, and he needs to quit his day job and actually find something he's good at. And of course, David Spade gets to star in this movie. Though to be fair to Spade, as far as Sandler's untalented buddies, he's better than Schneider and James. He can do a fairly decent job at playing smarmy characters. That doesn't mean I think he's a good comedic actor, because I can't recall the last time Spade made me laugh. And there's <laughs> another 1,600 words in that review of this movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, who made that review? Who did that? Now, it was Jesse O. Just someone named Jesse O. Who wrote 1,585 words. All right, so sorry, there's 1,300 more words than that, I think. Um, I don't disagree with anything that they said so far in that review. I, I think if you want to start a review 
on a movie about David Spade or with David Spade, it should not start with a hundred word bit about why Kevin James is bad at stand up. I agree with that, and awesome. it is it's the critics they can't pit they can't just focus on one thing. They have to blast everybody possibly involved. And clearly that guy was very emotionally invested. Yeah. Um, or, or girl. Or non-binary person. Um, I do want to point out they used the word just 4% of their words were the word just. Um, <laughs> and 10% of the, it was Wayne. Yeah, well, Wayne oh, is the name. Wayne, Sorry, Wayne yeah, is no. the name of the character. As, <laughs> the main as, character. Because like, it, it just... <laughs> The, the, the keyword density on my word counter just says, just movie, Wayne. And I'm like, that's a pretty good movie. I would watch just movie, Wayne. I would watch just movie, um, Wayne, too. But what we're trying to figure out is, does Adam Sandler deserve this critique? Specifically this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and it's it's so interesting to me when a movie that really doesn't have anything to do with Adam Sandler except for Happy Madison, people blame Adam Sandler for. Yeah, because, again, he's not a uh, monolith in this. This was probably something Alan Covert handled. Yeah, because Alan Covert was in the movie. Yeah, he had a bit part in it. Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't think the movie was very good. Um, I don't. I don't regret sitting through it once. I wouldn't see it again. I kind of regret sitting through it once. I I didn't really enjoy most of it. And I think that you were spot on with the fact that this is just, that's my boy, but worse. Yeah. Um, there, there was a, a decent amount of jokes I actually liked in it. Mm-hmm. So, um, on that point, I laughed 57 times. Pretty good. That's pretty good, but there are ridiculous fight scenes in this movie. Yeah, uh, which everyone knows I love. I love the slapstick. There's also, like, there's a lot of uh, New England humor in there. And there's a lot of kind of male bonding experience jokes in there thrown in. Mm-hmm. The my dad can beat your dad in a fight is one of the... <laughs> the yeah. Like, it's a classic thing. Not only that, me and my friends would bring it up. In purpose, in front of like. In purpose. On purpose. Uh, <laughs> we get in line there, not online. Um, <laughs> that took me like way too long to get. But we would uh, do this thing because uh, a, a bunch of my friends worked at uh, the same bar I did in like our early twenties, and we used to do a thing where if someone was like hitting on a girl, one of us would just say. <laughs> Yeah, my dad would kick your dad's ass. And the person would refuse to back down. Be like, like, no, he fucking wouldn't. I've seen my dad lift a fucking car off a baby. And he would definitely rip your fucking dad's throat out. And, like, <laughs> and there's nothing most girls think is lamer than hearing someone aggressively say your dad could kick the other person's dad's ass. You know, speaking of which, we, we do want to make a game called the dad builder game oh yeah dad builder game is gonna be great yeah we're working on it It, it's a very high concept uh deck building game or dad building game sorry it's very theoretical in that we're we're building dads it involves hierarchies and 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 dad lines yeah Yeah. dad lines are like bloodlines but just dads yeah um Um, (laughs) we need a whole family tree of games you already have a grandma game we got a baby game we need dads next we'll go through them yeah
Yeah, that that part, I think. No, yeah, there was some cool stuff in it. There was some good stuff in it. I, like, when you mentioned That's My Boy, like, there are elements of this movie that could have been put into That's My Boy to make That's My Boy better. I enjoyed That's My Boy. Yeah. It, It just felt... Uh, it was just not yeah, as good. I think good. if you mixed those two movies, you have one really good movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a one-star Sam Layer film. Doesn't have Adam Sandler writing or acting in it, but it's Happy Madison Productions. Mm-hmm. So you know he at least you know probably said okay to it. Yeah. Um, and and it has again David Spade is part of the Happy Madison crew. Alan Covert is in it. Um, he's in it for like two minutes. He, yeah, he, he definitely was. But he makes a cameo. Yeah. yeah, he makes a cameo. He's a producer. Um, Chris Tatone or Tatoni, we yep. have um, who is Jackie Sandler's brother, is in it. Uh, I'm Sandler. Jackie Jackie Sandler is in it. Oh yeah, she is too. Yeah, um, yeah. Jared Sandler's she does in it. An extremely good mom character. She does. To that, I forget that's her half the time. Yeah, she. I'm interested in seeing The Wrong Missy because I hear that she has a bigger part in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's been in a couple bit parts in these movies. And I mean, she was an actor before she was Adam Sandler's wife. So. Yeah. I don't think she's as good of an actor as Adam Sandler. No. She's, she's, she's not a super strong actress, I don't think, but... She kind of... I don't know if she could carry a movie, but she hasn't been asked to yet. So. No. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway... What do you think the critics rated this one? I don't think that they rated it good at all, Alex. I think that they gave it like a 5%. And uh, the audience? I think that they gave it maybe a 25%. You're pretty close. Except that the audience gave it a 50%. They tend to like it. It's uh, you know, it's right in there. Um, I disagree, I, but that's okay. <laughs> the thing is, you know, I give it a 5 out of 10 personally, so I get it. Like, I, I don't feel negative or positive coming out of this movie. I feel like there was parts of it I thought were really boring and parts that I was like, this is pretty good shit. Um, but the critics gave it a 0%. Okay, that, I think that's fair. I think the critics are fair. I'm I, really mad at the audience because I remember what they gave the week of and how dare they rate this one higher, I guess. I don't think it is fair. Um, but only 11 critics reviewed it because they... Um, are trying to cozy up to Emmy and Oscar people, and they don't rate Netflix movies because they're cowards. Yeah, um, actually, Meyerwood Stories was one of the first movies that didn't like wasn't a theater movie that was nominated for I want to say Sundance. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And that kind of got some. That one in Okia, those two got. Um, like nominated for some awards and it was the first two ever um, non-theater movies. And I just think it's really interesting that it was an Adam Sandler movie that had that acknowledgement. And then people are over here shitting on all these Netflix movies. Like, come on. They've been some good ones. Yeah, I really don't think... um, I I don't think they're that bad. I think in general, they're better than the cash-grabby movies that he was making in the, like, 2013-ish era. Yeah, I mean... I think a lot of the Sony movies had a lot of their fun taken out of it. Um, I agree. I also want to read this really unfair review. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> a lot of third-tier Farley Brothers influenced gross-out humor, which I'm like, okay, 
Farley Brothers or Farley Brothers? Farley, probably. I just can't pronounce their name. That's okay. I, I was I was um, like, is Farley Brothers a thing? I just didn't know. Like, let me point out that Adam Sandler started making movies first. Not to say he's not influenced by them, but like, no, it's not. <laughs> That's a very s- silly thing to say. Um, yeah. People like to say stuff like that to make themselves seem smarter. Yeah. I also want to point out that like, their movies as a whole are worse than Adam Sandler's movies. What all have they done? Dumb and Dumber. Great starting movie. Yeah. Kingpin, literally one of my favorite movies. I haven't seen that. I thought I didn't make you watch it. It's the one where the Amish guy wins the bull. No. Okay. I definitely have not seen that. Uh, there's Something About Mary. Very good. Good movie. Then mm-hmm. Outside Providence, which is not great. Me, myself, and Irene, which is... Very bad. Terrible. Satan, so I, I didn't see it. Osmosis Jones. That's good. I liked it. I watched it in science class. That's fun. Shallow Hall is terrible. But I like Jack Black, yes. Um, Stuck on You is really bad, but I I kind of like how bad it is. It is surreal in its badness. Plus shares in it. Um, I didn't see Fever Pitch. I think I did. Hmm. Uh, the Ringer is bad. Very bad. A lot of people like The Ringer. Really? Yeah. The one I'm thinking of? Which one are you thinking of? The one where the jackass guy yeah. went special Yeah, a lot of people like it. You know that they didn't even do that joke first, right? No. <laughs> they saw it on South Park and made that movie. So, I mean, but, I'm not defending that movie. I'm just saying that it's kind of a cult classic. That's that surprised me, because that movie is not great. I do think Johnny Knoxville is the best part of that movie. Like, he actually does pretty well in it, but... Um, oh, yeah. That's one of those movies that would never get made today. Yeah, Probably for good reason. Um, I mean, I, I don't think even... They tried to make the message pretty okay. Like he's, you know. Yeah. It, it did show the special Olympics in a pretty good light. No, yeah, 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 for sure. Like the movie still sucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I'm not saying, but I, I don't even have really an issue with the concept of the movie. It just sucks. Uh, the Heartbreak Kid. Say what you want about it. I don't. I don't think it's any good. Hall Pass was terrible. The Three Stooges remake is terrible. I didn't even know there's a Three Stooges remake. That sounds very bad. Yeah, it has uh, the guy from Mad TV that's uh, the bully to uh, Happy Gilmore. He's one of the movers, the bald guy. Oh, Sasso, uh-huh. that's his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie 43 is one of the worst movies ever. That is a terrible, terrible movie. Dumb and Dumber 2. Very bad. Uh, and then I haven't seen The Green Book. Which came out in 2018. Isn't the Green Book the one? Didn't that get nominated for awards? I think so. But it's like a driving Miss Daisy kind of thing. Seems like it. Uh, and Spike Lee didn't get an Oscar because <laughs> that one got one. <laughs> like he said something about every time there's a, uh, <laughs> like something about driving people, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I mean. Whatever. Uh, there's probably plenty of people who think Farley's better than Sandler. Um, again, there's a lot of their movies I really like. Um, I actually, hot take, think Dumb and Dumber is super overrated. Uh, Dumb and Dumber is overrated. I think one of the things about Dumb and Dumber, um, I mean, that movie has a check please joke. I, oh. Like, it, it has a lot of jokes that we would consider today to be very cliche. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they weren't necessarily cliche back then, but Check Please was cliche at that <laughs> at that yeah. point in time. It used cliche jokes at that time. That said, like that that is a movie that they proved can't be done with any other actors. Oh yeah, Jim Carrey is 
one of the funniest people from that era. Yeah. I still think he's funny, even though he's going crazy. Um, it's the weird anti-vax stuff. Why? I, I don't know if he... I don't, is he still anti-vax? After he left, he left the anti-vax lady, whose name I can't remember. Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, he's like a painter now. I'll, I'll say is the funniest two movies he's ever done is Kick-Ass 2 and the number 23. 23 is unintentionally hilarious, and I think it's really funny that... I feel like Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler are, like, the same person from two different universes, almost. You know what I'm saying? Like They've they the exact same, basically, yeah. uh, rise. But Jim Carrey wasn't a conspiracy movie about the number 23, whereas Adam Sandler has the number 23 throughout all of his movies. <laughs> I just think that's really funny. And there's a movie where they play a kind of surrealist uh, relationship movie. And in uh, Internal Sunshine, some people love it, but some people hate it. Mm-hmm. And Punch-Up Love is the same way. That's actually, they're probably the, the close contemporaries, except that Adam Sandler has one racist friend um, who sucks really bad, and that's yes. Rob Schneider. Yes. And Jim Carrey uh, married and gave a platform to the biggest anti-vaxxer in the United States and probably accidentally killed hundreds and thousands of people. That is a, a slight difference. That's like a minor difference. I don't I don't want to say we're like downplaying racism. Rob Schneider is not like I, I actually forgot all this stuff I hate. I do hate Rob Schneider and I think he's a bad person and I think his politics are bad. Yeah. He is not like going out there and saying like he's a white supremacist or anything like that. Yeah. He is just doing racist racist depictions. Um Which is bad, but it is it's bad. not it, it's different though than don't vaccinate your kids to I dressed up like a Native American a bunch of times. Um, Both bad. One literally killed people. And racism does literally kill people. But I don't think anyone killed someone because of Rob Schneider's bad depictions of people in movies. If you have killed someone because of Rob Schneider's bad depiction of people in movies, uh, leave us a comment uh, and review the podcast. (laughs) We want to know. Do you want me to recap this movie? Yeah, but first, can I uh, tell you how Jesse O ends his his little spiel? I I do want to know. Because he has a fucking problem with the VR scene, let me tell you. Really? I thought that was, like, one of the best bits. So fucking funny. What else can I say about this movie? I don't know. I wouldn't say I like it. What, what voice was I doing before? Your own? No, I, I did the beginning part in a voice. You were doing it like your monologue voice. Did I monologue? I do a different voice sometimes in the monologue. Yeah, but it's just it's you with monologue. an affect. Yeah, that's what an accent is. No, it's not what an accent Why are you doing... Don't do an accent when we were just talking about Rob Schneider. I wasn't going to do a racist accent. I was going to do like a Boston accent. That's racist. No, I'm from New England. I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> if you want to do, okay, do, do a Boston accent. I'll call them a bunch of Dunkin' Munchers. Dunkin' Munchers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible. Never say that again. <laughs> You're going to get your ass kicked by some Bostonites. Are you kidding? I'm going to sell a shirt that says Proud Dunkin' Muncher. And that's going to be our podcast shirt and where you make a million fucking dollars. I would wear a Duncan Muncher shirt. <laughs> what else can I say about this movie? I don't know. I wouldn't say I liked it, but I didn't hate it until the VR scene at the end. This is a perfectly watchable movie. Not great, not good, not funny, but watchable. 
The VR scene brings that down a lot. That's really the only reason I'm giving it 1.5 stars. The VR scene really is as bad as you can imagine. The cast is decent, but the movie wastes them with an unfunny script, and that's what, to me, hurts the movie the most. The VR scene is terrible and all, but that really does... What really does this is a lack of real strong comedic tone. It's, it's just not that funny of a movie. This could have been considerably worse than it was, and thankfully it wasn't, but there's no reason to watch this. It doesn't offer much of anything. But he didn't say anything about the VR scene! <laughs> I just... I will say, he actually uh, started talking about the VR scene over 200 words before that. So when you get to the VR scene, I'm going to cut in, and I'm going to read this guy's okay, okay. version of it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can recap now. <laughs> ben and Larry are back from their hometown, oh, back to their hometown, after graduating college. Ben's dad, David Spade, or Wayne is his name in the movie, but I'm going to keep calling him David Spade, lives in a trailer park and is kind of trash. He's a, he's a trashy kind of dude. Um, Larry's dad, Marty, is a weakling who kowtows to his stepson. Now, they talk about whose dad could beat up who while they are at a bar. Uh, and Ben also sees the girl he had his first kiss with, Meredith, at the bar, and she doesn't give him his number. Ben tells... David Spade about the discussion he and Larry had about whose dad could beat up who. And then David Spade gets really drunk and like does a whip it and goes over to Marty's to fight him. Ben and Larry race over to stop him, which ends in Ben tackling his dad off of the roof of their house, uh, of, of Larry's house, and into a greenhouse, and both of them getting arrested. Sadly, his arrest record now means his great job offer in New York City is rescinded. Uh, Larry also has an intervention with his dad, where his dad and stepmom tell him that he's going to work in Marty's lab until Larry figures out what he wants to do with his life because he can't just go to New York without a job or a plan to go uh, be with Ben. You know, at the beginning of this movie, I thought that Ben and Larry were going to be gay. And I'm kind of disappointed they didn't go in that route. That would have been an interesting way to take it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Ben asks the woman who owned the greenhouse, so Larry's neighbor, uh, to drop the charges. And she says yes on the condition that he build her a pool. So he tries. Uh, and Ben also continually tries to get Meredith's number, um, even to a stalking degree, like ordering Postmates because he knows that she works at Postmates. And stuff like that. He eventually gets her to go on a little date with him, though, where they go to a pond and they skinny dip, but something in the water scares them before they kiss. Uh, Marty flees his house when David Spade... Oh, uh, Marty's played uh, played by Nat, Nat Faxon? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Broken lizard fame. Yeah. Uh, Marty flees his house when David Spade leaves him threatening voicemail messages, and Larry follows him to a hotel. Uh, he eventually gets his dad to his drug dealer, uh, where instead of anti-anxiety meds, he's given Molly and they get high together. So that's how they bond. Ben also bonds with his dad. Uh, they do a wife-carrying race, where <laughs> that was a pretty funny scene. Um, and he also, uh, David Spade teaches him a power move to use on Meredith to get her to kiss him. And it works because he, he takes her to a prom. They try to sneak into a prom, which I think is hilarious. I do want to point out the power move he's taught isn't like a 
uh, weird pickup artist thing. Yeah, it's actually it, very sweet. It's very yes, nice. It, and it's also one of the funnier jokes is they reveal David Spade's character says that he's only ever been with two women. Um, and they were like surprised by that fact. And he's like, well, 100% success rate only tried with two. It's yeah. like, that's not what we expected from that character. That was a good, good little turn on there. Yeah, I liked that. Um, yeah, the power move is just to like touch her back in a certain way, like when they're dancing. And it's not something like an American Pie where it makes you immediately come. <laughs> it's just a nice thing to do. Yeah. Um, Larry ends up having sex with Ruth, the neighbor, to get her to drop the charges against Ben. And it works. But when Ben calls to ask for his job back, all the positions are filled, uh, which really depresses him. And Larry also enlists in the Marines. Apparently that's what he's going to do with his life. David Spade works with Marty to get a meeting with the owner of the company, uh, ISG, uh, which is like this environmental company. I don't know. I feel like it's supposed to be making fun of Elon Musk. Is that like the feeling you got? Uh, No, not Elon Musk. No, I I didn't get a specific person out of it. Mm -hmm. I got a specific type of person. Gotcha. It's it's tech bro. Yeah. um, It's like an environmental company. Anyway, um, Marty only agrees to help if David Spade lets him beat him up. So he does um, in a pretty pretty good fight scene. It's pretty funny. Um, In front of his son. In front of Larry. To impress Larry. Uh, David Spade and Ben get the meeting and they go to New York City. Uh, and then the meeting is held over VR. Do you want to talk about this with the review? Uh, yes, I do. Do you want me to explain what the VR is like? Like no, that? It, it's okay. Like okay. First things first. The CG for the VR segment is absolutely horrendous. I understand that they probably didn't have a ton of money for this part of the film, but it looks as if someone who was learning the basics of computer animation animated it. And that's just learning the basics, not actually dominating them. (laughs) Dominate those basics. (laughs) It was so terrible. And then Wayne started to overreact because what he thought was the VR Pelican that was attacking his avatar was actually really attacking him. Basically, it's just an excuse for a bunch of physical comedy where Spade, or a stuntman at least, falls all over, destroys tables, punches people in the office because he's trying to punch the Pelican in VR. (laughs) It's honestly really fucking bad. I suppose you could laugh at how bad it is, but I just didn't. I think what I feel is more... (laughs) I think what I feel is more shame that anyone would think that this is actually good enough to make the final cut. Honestly, honestly, there had to be another way to get where they wanted to get, which is Ben blowing off the job because the CEO is a dick, I guess, and deciding to stay home with his girlfriend and father. It didn't need to be this specific and terrible <laughs> VR scene. You could have had the meeting like any normal meeting and just let's say that the CEO looks down on Wayne for the way he is, for how unkempt he looks and how he speaks. It would have accomplished the same thing and at the same time would have felt more appropriate for Ben to blow it off. Essentially, what the CEO did in the final cut is just scare Wayne by making the avatar into an alien. That's all it took for Ben to blow off the job. He must not want, have wanted the job that bad, I guess. Let's talk about that later. Let's go back to that. We'll, we'll circle back. Or do you uh, want to talk about it now? I'll just recap uh, what that scene actually was. Is They drive to New York for a meeting, and it turns out instead of having the meeting in person, they do it over VR. And uh, David Spade does not understand VR and is afraid by the things rushing at him. And then, like... Yeah, all of their VR avatars are animals. Yeah, for some reason, too. Um, yeah. 
and uh, he's freaking out. Uh, and instead of trying to help him, the CEO uh, decides to scare David Spade more, uh, to which his son got angry that he would do such a thing to someone. And yeah. He take job afterwards. I mean, at first, the guy offers the job saying like, oh, wow, if you became normal with a dad like this, then you've got to be some kind of genius. And he offers him an internship with him specifically. And but because he keeps messing with him, you know, yeah. like he's taking joy in messing with this ignorant poor person. Yeah. Which is tech bro stuff. Yeah. Very um, tech bro stuff. Yeah. The, the, the company is a tech company. They're a tech company that helps environmentalism. So I don't know. I'm always iffy on if they're actually doing anything or, you know, why do they have a VR meeting space? Is it showing the fact that there's actually a bunch of rich people that don't give a shit? Probably. Um, yeah. I mean, it's funny that they made them fly from they drove or drove or whatever yeah they drove four hours to have a meeting they could have done over the phone yeah that's you know the point what happened there yeah but yeah um i mean the movie's almost over because he decides he doesn't want the job uh and and ben's gonna stay in his hometown and be with meredith and at larry's going away party marty stands up to his stepson for the first time and then larry has sex with ruth again and also david spade did the end yeah so you know, we were already talking about classism, so why don't we go back to classism? Yeah, basically, Ben is an extremely smart person who comes from uh, lower class beginnings. He was valedictorian. Um, he was offered something big, and through no fault of his own, he, that offer was taken away. And it's, it's a big thing about how opportunities aren't given to the lower classes often. Yeah, I mean, they even make a point of saying that Ben didn't go to a great school. Mm-hmm. He said that, like, being the valedictorian at his school is like being the biggest turd in the toilet. Yeah. And that's also a thing that happens to a lot of really gifted mm-hmm. young people. Uh, they go to a school that's not great because they can't afford another school. Like, that's why I went to the school that I went to is because I got a full ride. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a degree from Indiana University. But I went to a regional campus to get it, which, like, I could have if I could have afforded it. I could have gone to a really nice university. But there was no way I would have, I would have been in debt up to my eyeballs. Yeah. And one of the things that they show in this is uh, Larry is given a job by his father in the... In a lab. In a lab. Something that, like, you know, Ben probably would have killed to do and mm-hmm. hates it and doesn't want to do it. Um, and it's also, I don't think, qualified to do it. Definitely not, although his job is only rubbing nipple cream on some guys. Yeah. Um, whatever. Uh, and it, it, that was I found that super interesting because it was just like they have a scene where they're like, Ben struggling, doesn't know what he's going to do. And this other family's like, we'll just give Larry a job to try to make him yeah. know what to do. Um yeah, instead of letting him, you know, kind of be his own person. He just wanted to go to... Plenty of people go to cities without really having a plan. It's fine. And what he ends up doing is the Marines. Yeah, by criticizing his plans to, at 22, move somewhere else and try to figure out what he wants to do with his life. And he they, has a degree. Yeah, he has a degree. They've basically pushed him into proving that he can do something with himself. So Larry joins the Marines. Um, which is a waste of his talent. You, know, you shouldn't go to colleges to do that. Yeah, um, there's no there's no hint even in in the movie up to that point that he would want to be in the Marines. There's uh, there's nothing. Yeah, the only thing about it is he makes a joke in the beginning of what would you do 
if that Marine came over and fought you right now and he said, I just take my beating. Uh, like a true American like, or something, yeah. Like a true yeah. American making fun of it. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know, they made another joke and he said he would blow him. But, you know, they're joking around at a bar. And it also shows the Marine is like, this super muscular guy just punching those dumb punching bags in the bar Mm -hmm. and not like an enviable person. Yeah. I mean, Um, it just doesn't make really a lot of sense for me. uh, I I feel like it's a touchstone to like what I saw is my, one of my best friends who is an extremely smart person when joined the Marines. Mm -hmm. And then another one of my friends who is smarter than them. (laughs) Yeah. Was like, well, I don't have anything better to do. I guess I will also join the Marines. And I was just like, you guys should not do that because you could do anything. And one of those guys went and learned Pashto and was like a translator in the Marines. Like, yeah. basically got a college degree, uh, learns languages extremely quick and all that stuff. The other guy was supposed to, uh, was offered, uh, a nuclear tech job, basically, in the Marines, <laughs> and then said, no, thank you, I'll take in- infantry. That's wild to me. Yeah, uh, he's he is a wild person. But, like, th- sometimes that's as much choice as you have, is is I can go into debt doing something I'm not sure I want to do, mm-hmm. or I can spend four years and then have a chance after. And at least people will be like, hey thank you for doing what you did. And that's yeah. what they all do is they all step like Larry's a man now. Cause he's joining the Marines and you're just like, I hope he doesn't though. Yeah. I mean, I totally get, I totally get why people would join the military, but mostly I get why they would join the military right after high school yeah. because it would help you pay for college or something like that. But I, I get, I, I get why, like if you needed direction or something, the military might be, might be an interesting offer, but a lot of people from small towns end up joining the military because they don't have any other opportunities. Yeah. Like we had military recruiters in our school. Yeah. Same. Um, and I think that's, uh, kind of representative of what they were trying to go for. Um, I don't think the script was super strong. They no. could have made this better of one scene where like Larry said something like, well, I'm not going to New York anymore. I could hang around here and become a fucking drug dealer like my friend Trey. Uh, I don't want to work in this fucking dumb lab my entire life and there's nothing else for me here. My best friend's off like hanging out with girls. I might as well get out of here the one way I know how and that's join the means like some people respect me. Like that would have been a decent scene to put in. Um, unless they, were they in any way trying to show the Marines in a positive light? They didn't show the Marines really in any light. That's that's kind of the weirdest thing to me. Because mm-hmm. it, it was just like he said he was joining and then people were like. Good for you. Yeah. It, they were very weirded out by it. They were more interested in the fact that he was doing something. Yes. Than what he was doing is what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Which is so weird because Larry of the two people was more charismatic. But I also think that's because the actor the actors like that actor was just more charismatic than the other well, guy. They also showed in the movie, uh, whenever he wasn't on screen, they'd like scroll back to him and some girl would be like rubbing up on him or like making out of him. Yeah. And he was extremely like good at meeting people and stuff. Yeah. Um so I don't know. I, I, I think it's it's a shame that they did it because the intervention scene where they say like you have to do something with your life and he's like well i'm gonna move to new york like yeah i'll find my way yeah they they said no to that and then pushed him in a direction that's worse for him yeah much worse 
Um, I mean, I know I'm biased, but and then there's also classism with with Ben and Wayne. Again, we already we already talked about like the lack of opportunities for people from lower classes. But with Wayne during the wife race, there was a guy that was like calling him a trailer trash and stuff. <laughs> and uh, David Spade says to him, like, you live in the same trailer park. And the guy says, yeah, but I'm in a double wide, like just showing like. Yeah, there's shitty and fighting stuff. I mean, they, they make a joke of it, but David Spade's character is also living off disability. Yeah. Um, and is an addict mm-hmm. of multiple sources. Yeah. Um, and they, interestingly enough, I think this was probably a, in an earlier draft, a stronger thing. But when Ben doesn't know what he's going to do anymore, the girl he's dating brings him a bunch of drugs. Yeah. Like on a plate for him. To, he's like, I'm just going to do them all. Um, and I was like, man, that hits home with the like small town thing. Like, what are you going to do with life? Well, I don't have a plan. I don't have anything to do. So I'm just going to like get high all the time. Yeah. Um, and they kind of also show that with the drug dealer friend. Like he's living in the storm cellar of his parents' house. Well, that's yeah. where my brother lived one. Yeah, I know. But I mean, it's just showing that he doesn't have a place of his own. Mm-hmm. He's the same age. He's 22. That he is a quote-unquote rapper um, and has a shit ton of dirty laundry (laughs) just all over his place. Like, that also hits close to home, too. Like, the small-town people who think that they're going to make it big in a music career. Yeah. You know, but really all they're doing is selling drugs. Like, I know people like that. Yeah. I mean, the the whole movie, I know from my hometown, people like everybody in this movie. Yeah, and then I want to talk about the other two friends that we haven't talked about. There's one... Uh, weird dude who's a Christian scientist uh, who, oh man, there is a few good jokes about that though where their other buddy crashes his motorcycle and he's like, I'll just pour some water down so it's fine guys, he'll be okay because Christian scientists don't believe in medicine Yeah. so he's just like, I'll make him drink water while he's unconscious and they ask him if he can use condoms and he's like, of course I can use condoms just not for sex. And they like, show him icing cookies or something with a, like, the icings yeah. and the condom. <laughs> actually, that's as a person who has had ice on cookies. It's actually a pretty good solution. No, it is not. Because there is chemicals on. Not if you don't get one with spermicide. Uh, there's still like lube and stuff on. Not all of them. Yeah, get a lubeless, I, spermicide-free. I think that's saran wrap you're talking about. Well, usually people use saran wrap. Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> then there's also their other friend, played by uh, Jared Sandler, who says he joined a cool motorcycle gang. And they're like, so you joined, like, a racist gang? And he's like, no, dude, they're, like, really cool to me. And Jared Sandler's, of course, a white guy. Yeah. Uh, and and like, I haven't seen anything like that. And they just will not drop the jokes about, like, like right, if you and your gang mates see, like, some minorities... And you have to jump on your bike real fast. Like, show us how you're going to do it. So <laughs> he's like, well, that wouldn't be why we jump on our bikes. But then he goes and does it. Um, because, like, every motorcycle gang basically is racist. Not all of them. But. I said basically. Like, <laughs> there, there is some that do good stuff. I know. But, like, come on. I like that he's riding a Kawasaki motorcycle the entire time. So uh, it's, like, the, the least badass motorcycle he could possibly be riding and he's so bad at it yeah. he's so bad it's really funny yeah I, I found that interesting too um the idea that like he, he just went and found another group to hang out with because he didn't go to college and yeah know what to do with it yeah 
Um, and then the, the love interest is getting an accounting degree and trying to help her father with like a retirement plan and his like to a, franchise the a hardware store. Which yeah. Is basically impossible in this day and age. Um, but they all have like goals that are, they're not outrageous. It's just, it's not going to happen. Um, and she likes the hometown a lot. Well, he yeah. Doesn't. And that is without a doubt that, uh, that relationship fails. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Um, and then he moves to get a job in engineering. But she starts it by saying she doesn't want to be his hometown fling and then becomes it. And I'm like, maybe I should do that. I I really like the casting choice for Ben, I think was really bad. Well, I actually really liked him as an actor. I didn't like him. I think that's why we differ on this movie then. Mm. Like, because you don't hate it. I kind of hated it. But I, I just really didn't like Ben. Um, one of the dates that he takes her on, uh, he's, he learns that she didn't go to prom because she passed out in the bushes and they didn't let her in. Um, so he tries to sneak them into prom instead. And it's like this idea, again, of like your hometown is literally your past. You're not moving on from your high school self, which, I mean, it's another one of those weird hometown movies where... Like, they romanticize it so much, but... Well, the thing is, they normally romanticize it, but they also make a point of, you should leave. Yeah. Like, in in the grown-up series, the only successful person is the person who left. Yeah. Yeah, they went back and he tried to basically enrich his hometown, which I don't have a problem with. I think that's good. Uh, I mean... Here, here's the thing. Adam Sandler really does that. He gave like a million dollars to the Boys and Girls Club he went to as a child. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, I don't know, maybe also we, we might have a bit too much of a bias of hating our hometowns. Yeah, my hometown uh, sucks. So. And I, I hate my hometown. I can barely go there without being angry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody also likes, because I liked your hometown. I liked like walking around. There's some cool stuff to do, but I can definitely see like why. You would like end up hating it. Your hometown just had more stuff to do than mine did. Oh yeah, I and was bigger. Your hometown, your, your hometown Yeah, um, but I mean, you—if you live in a small, because you live in a—it's uh, still a rural, rural area. Even if you were in the biggest city in your state, hmm. it's still a rural area, and you gotta expand your horizons. Like I feel like I haven't expanded my horizons by being in this city. So yeah, I don't know. I, I maybe there, there's some stuff of. Are you a city person or not? I'm I'm a very much a city person. I want to yeah. get bigger. And yeah. <laughs> every, it seems like every time we got plans to move on, there's like a COVID or a, yeah, some or a, kind of national crisis yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah. If I haven't mentioned, I grew up in Burlington, Vermont. I know a lot of people like it. It's just, man. I'm looking at your notes here and I got distracted because I see David Spade's boobs and then Larry was fuckable. Yeah. Larry was fuckable. That's a that's a whole... We already discussed that. I, I don't want to fuck Larry. And uh, then you have fucking Aiden. Let's talk about fucking Aiden. Yeah, dude. Fuck Aiden, dude. I hate Aiden. Uh, it pissed me off really bad. Yeah, uh, he's so fucking smug. Aiden? <laughs> so he had some good jokes. But he did. No, no. He's the character that you're supposed to hate. Aiden is a nine-year-old, I think, right? Something like that, yeah. Um, Who constantly disrespects Larry's dad. Um, who is not Aiden's dad? I, I don't, don't think. think so. Um, I don't think so. I think it's a stepson. It's at least Larry's stepbrother. We yeah. know that. 
but this kid does stuff like we, he's introduced by his playing like a Nintendo DS at the table while uh, the four guys. I think are they drunk eating eggs that their parents are making? Yeah, I think so. That, that's a uh, Happy Madison thing: getting drunk and having someone's mom make you eggs. I think so. Which sounds pretty good. It does sound good. I would love that. Um, eggs and hash browns when you're drunk is the best thing. And Aiden asks uh, his dad, Marty, with it be, uh, to turn on the humidifier. And he says, no problem. He goes and turns it on and it's filled with piss because Aiden had peed in there. <laughs> um, and Aiden just keeps pissing and stuff that Marty uses um, as pranks and then saying, like, I honestly don't remember if I peed in there. Yeah. Um, and he always does. He also took the. Um, like the hinges, hinges off of a door, door, which is a pretty good prank. That's pretty yeah. good. Um, yeah, there, there's several of them. Uh, but the thing is, every time he goes to like scold Aiden, he kind of backs down. His uh, wife kind of scolds him for being mean to her son, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, he still idolizes Aiden. Like he calls him yeah. a perfect little boy. And, and... Yeah, everyone idolizes Aiden, and Larry notices it, and this. Like, Larry looks around at his dad's lab, and there's no pictures of him, and his dad has never talked about him. And Aiden is also in Larry's former room, and there were pictures of him on the wall that Aiden has, like, put X's in the eyes of. And then after Larry joins the Marines, (laughs) his dad tells Aiden to shut the fuck up while he's talking. Um, and then everyone's proud of him for standing up to this nine-year-old. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like an interesting dynamic, but I think it's supposed to mean a little more. Because, like, I think Larry only joined the Marines because Aiden cut all the attention and no one liked him and no one was proud of him. Yeah. And he didn't deserve it, though. And it's strange. I, I don't exactly... I don't know if it's this thematic thing where, like, Happy Madison kind of hates uh, fathers who take care of disrespectful kids. <laughs> You know, maybe I don't know. It's it is strange. I, I I still think maybe maybe the script had a few changes that like mm-hmm. describe these a little better. Yeah, this movie was only an hour and a half long. I'm glad it wasn't another two hour Netflix movie. But yeah, there wasn't like a lot of time mm-hmm. for that kind of stuff. And it, I think it's because a lot of stupid stuff got in the way of it. Yeah. Like, there's a whole scene where David Spade grows boobs because of an experiment gone wrong. It is completely well, irrelevant to the plot. Yeah, he, he's allergic to the nipple cream they're putting on, so he swells up and yeah. his boobs right back. It, and it, again, it's irrelevant to the plot. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, it's not thematic in any way. No. They weren't trying to make a point of it. It was just a thing. Yeah, same thing with the skinny dipping scene. I don't think the skinny dipping scene, you could have cut that out too. Do, do you want, I would have loved to see him cut hmm. the relationship between him and that girl. I think the relationship between him and the girl were nece- was necessary for the theme though. Because it's about that, like the hometown pull and getting trapped. You know what I'm saying? I, I think though, if you twist the theme to romanticizing your hometown and he's very about her and then when he comes about, she just said something like, I'm sorry, I didn't get to go to fucking college because I'm here, like, helping my dad. Like, yeah, I'm exactly where you would have been if you didn't go and instead hung around and helped your dad. Now, why don't you get the fuck out of here 
and go get a job in New York and do something with your life instead of trying to put all your hopes and dreams on me, you know, because yeah. you're afraid you're leaving your dad behind. That scene right there, they say that, great. They can still bang. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, that's it's fine. It's the fact that they he's making allusions to getting married at that moment. Yeah, it's so weird. I hate it. Um, And, yeah, it's just... I don't buy the relationship either. I don't buy it. There wasn't chemistry there. I didn't like him as an actor, as I have said many times before. There was something I was going to say, though. I just don't remember what it was. But yeah, so I think the biggest issues with this movie are that the... I actually think it was directed kind of okay. Um, but the writer, it was one of their first movies they've written um, at shows. Yeah. Um, this... This is the quality of movie I expect myself to write for our after oh, yeah. thing. Um, I think I can pull off a Father of the Year. I, I I hope that you would be able to pull off a Father of the Year. You know one thing, one plot thread that never got resolved that I wish it had? The Friends? The Dead Mailman. Uh, yeah, that was a throwaway gag that wasn't funny enough to be a throwaway gag. It wasn't, no. Yeah. Uh, ben finds a dead mailman buried in Ruth's yard when well, he's digging the pool. swimming pool. Yeah. It would, even if, like, thematically, Ben learned how hard it is to do manual labor for a summer, um, and then goes and takes an engineering job, and he's like, that sucks really bad. Yeah. And, like, yeah, my dad's a drunk now, but, like, he spent 20 years doing that. Yeah. He so. never even makes the pool, by the way. Like, yeah. that, that's another thing that they could have, like, done something else for. Uh, I mean, I, I, I did like Larry banging an old lady. No, I liked that, too. That was good. And ha- you gotta keep the Happy Madison old ladies bang in a Happy Madison universe. Yes. Um, old ladies retain their sexuality. That is fact of Happy Madison and reality. But, like, more so than Happy Madison. Yeah, I think Alan Covert's just attracted to old women. I think so is Adam Sandler. Both of their movies. That's what makes them friends. Yeah, it's their attraction to old women. That's their bond. Is like, you know, doing's good. Like, 70 to 80 year old woman. They're like 60 to 70. I don't know. Some. Okay, she looked like she was 70 to 80. You're right. You're right. I'm thinking in. That's my boy. That old lady. Yeah. There are so many, though, because. Grandma's boy. Grandma's boy, boy. The wedding singer. I mean, no one has, she's just, you know, she just talks about her sexual escapades in that one. This movie, there are a couple others. Yeah, that's that's Oh, even the do-over has the old lady, she walks out and she's having sex with, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Anyway. That one guy. Yeah, Um, I can't remember his name. It's, the actor who has a statue in Community, right? Louise Guzman? Louise Guzman, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is probably my favorite joke from uh, that show. I don't remember that. Yeah. That show had two good seasons. Had a couple good seasons, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, do we have anything else we need to say about this movie? No. I'm watching Hotel Transylvania 3 tomorrow, so... Or kids' movies. That. Which, surprisingly, all I'm saying is since we have Adam Sandler is separated from Sony in the biggest way, and in the biggest way so far, but he's going back to, I mean... Who turns down the fact... I mean, two made, what, $450 million? Oh, well, yeah, made, like, a shit ton of money, yeah. Uh, so the next one's gonna make... I mean, I already know. It makes $550 million. Mm-hmm. Um, I read on Twitter, or not on Twitter, on Wikipedia, 
that like combined all of Adam Sandler's movies have made over two billion dollars. Yeah, well, Hotel Transylvania has made one point two billion themselves. Yeah, it's wild. Why wouldn't you go back to this series? Um, but he doesn't need to do it. No, Stoney does. Um, and especially at this point, Amy Pascal will have been fired. Um, and I think they're going to have a real ability to do what they want with this movie. And I find that interesting. So, I'm excited to watch it, yeah. which we already have, but that's okay. So, man, uh, you ruined the fact that my <laughs> prescient uh, <laughs> guess of what's going to happen made me sound really fucking smart. No, dumb. I'm not letting you get away with that bullshit. Damn. Uh, I have a special announcement for next episode. Oh. I'm I'm going to set Happy Madison world record Sunday when my computer is uh, fixed. But you'll have to check out next episode to figure it out. Uh, you can find our podcast at Laugh at Him Pod on Twitter. And uh, you can also find our games at wannabegames.com. Do we have any games that are like this movie? No, but, uh, you know, check our Twitter for our Discord, because we talk about game design a lot there. And if you want to talk about the Dad Builder Deck Builder game, or if... Let's be Grandma, you want Grandma's to... Or Alan Covert wants to get... (laughs) to to purchase the rights to that, and we'll build it. You guys can sell it. You guys get first first dibs. I'll allow that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you can have... we'll, we'll hire an artist to make your likeness. Well, they, you guys will, because okay. I'm paying for shit. That's, yes. I'm pretty we'll sure. We'll hire it with your money? Yeah. For Hotel Transylvania 3, your your guys' fees were more than I've made in my lifetime. Give us some of your money, Alan Covert. Dude, you want this dad builder game. I'm telling you. You want it. We will be the, we will change wannabe games to Happy Madison games. What's, all right, so there's Scary Madison, Happy Madison, Slink. <laughs> Gamey Madison? Uh, Scary Madison? Happy Madison? Creative Madison? No. Jumping. Playful Madison? No. I hate that. (gasps) We'll workshop it. Well, yeah. This is... Call me. Alan Covert. (laughs) This is not representative of how good we are at coming up with ideas. It is representative of how good we are coming up with titles. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You should should go see Oh Me, Oh My, It's Grandma Time. That's a... We've, ooh, yeah, our, we've had some um, some hard times coming up with, with titles before for games. Moonpunk, great name though. Uh, you can buy Moonpunk for fifteen dollars PDF uh, on Drive Through RPG. That's a Father of the Year. Isn't that, a great title. That's a terrible name for this movie. Yeah, for twenty seven dollars, I'll come up with a better title for this movie, and you can just re-release it. Yeah, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash wannabe games. But instead. Give your money to the Bail Project. Give your money to the ACLU. There is like literally like secret police throwing protesters in unmarked vehicles right now. It's very scary. It's a fascism. Don't let call your representatives protest on the streets. You gotta do something about this. This is wild. And you can see me tweet about it at Joska. I'm still mad about it. Um, you can see me tweet about cat crimes at Kitty Crusade. And take my wife, please. 